Comic Syllabus Podcast. I'm a co-host kid, aka Reed and Jubilee, aka Dragon Rider. And uh, some of you may know me as my dad's daughter. (laughs) (laughs) I am said dad. I am the other co-host. And usually the host of the Comic Syllabus Podcast. Although sometimes we like to bring in co-host kid. Honored and privileged to speak to you today. Sometimes I even cut in to do the intro for you because... (laughs) What the heck? Mix things up. Yeah. Why not? Um, Make things more exciting. That's right. That's right. Today we're going to talk about a whole bunch of things we've been reading lately. Our big featured title is Laid Back Camp, Volumes 1 and 2 by Afro from Yen Press. Yep. And uh, some other stuff. Do you want to tell tell what your other things on your list are? Yeah. So... um... I'm so first we're gonna get back to an old favorite the last episode I did it's Jeff it's Jeff because <laughs> um, we had a new um, issue that immediately needed attention being drawn to it yes 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 it's Jeff uh, the in- infinity comic on Marvel Unlimited featuring your favorite and mine Jeff the Landshark Jeff the Landshark our round boy he uh <laughs> Our little bunny. <laughs> In fact, I, I think maybe seeing the latest Jeff was what prompted you to accept my my open invitation to, uh, you know, come back on the podcast, right? Yep. So we want to talk Jeff, catch up with um, Kelly Thompson and Guri Hiru's wonderful, delightful web comic, Infinity Comic on Marvel Unlimited. But what else is on your list of uh, things that you've been reading lately? Um, so I've been reading, or actually rereading, this series called Frazzled. Frazzled, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, uh, I'll let you practice, because I don't know how to pronounce this name. I do not either. I'll let you practice giving a shout out to who the author is and who the publisher is. So the Frazzled series, which actually began as just a first book, it's one of these books that uh, have, you know, we've seen more and more of lately that I would not say is purely comics, but is a lot, you know, maybe it is comics. I don't know. Half comics. Who, hard to yeah, tell. Who's going to say? Who Who's going to be the gatekeeper of what is and what is not comics? But yeah. it's, it's very comics-like, if at least. Um, but it's, it's written and drawn by, I'm going to say it's Buki Vivat. Forgive me if I pronounced that wrong. Yep. And uh, published by? Uh, Harper Collins Publishers? Correct, correct. And uh, that's a fun series. So we'll, we'll get into Frazzled, yeah. right? Let's shout out the titles. Frazzled, Everyday Disasters and Impending Doom. Frazzled. Frazzled. Ordinary Mishaps and Inevitable Catastrophes. And the third book, Frazzled, Minor, Minor Incidents and, and Absolute, Absolute Uncertainties. Uncertainties. Real fun series. Yeah. That'll be cool. Um, and then I do want to ask you about this book, which is called Manu by Kelly Fernandez from Scholastic's Graphics Imprint. I started it. You finished it. <laughs> I mean, you started and finished it. Yeah. That'd be funny if that's how we read books. <laughs> I read the first half. Yeah. You read the back half. I would not know it. what's happening, like, at all, <laughs> And ever. I never get to find out the ending. It's just a very unsatisfying life. <laughs> that would um. be a very bad way to read. Like, I would quit. I would be like, let's yeah. quit this partnership. Yeah, this is not working. <laughs> not working we'll have to find me. another. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about Manu. And uh, what else do you got? Um, so I have been, I scrambled at the last minute for some other comics 
And, uh, of course, I came back around to my favorite series probably ever, Wings of Fire. So, now that, um, I think we mentioned this in our last one, but book five, um, graphic novel, is right around the corner. Pew, pew, pew! Wings of Fire, book five. Wait. I think it was December 7th? Yes, very soon. Tui T. Sutherland and uh, cartoonist Mark Mike Holmes. <laughs> Mark. I was, I, I was reading it. It said art by Mike Holmes. <laughs> art. I, I, I almost said Mart. <laughs> Walmart Holmes. <laughs> Mike Holmes, the artist of Wings of Fire. Uh, book five is coming out soon. So, hype. Yeah. Let's start the hype train. No, we're already on the hype train. Let's. I've been on the hype train for like two years now. Let's continue. I started the at, March. For the hype train. I started the um, I think October before COVID. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while. Wings of fire. <sighs> All right, I would like to tell you about Bunuel in the Labyrinth of Turtles. <laughs> this is not a children's comic. It is, however, about um, a very weird and visionary. Filmmaker named Luis Bunuel, who um, uh, this is a bio, this is a, a from a series of comics by this publisher, Self Made Hero, which is all about different artists, you know, mm-hmm. and filmmakers and stuff like that. So it's kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, I maybe you would be interested. Um, that's one, and then I'm also reading this book, Welcome to the New World, which uh, came out. Uh, not too long ago, by Jake Halpern and Michael Sloan. Oh, I should have said, Bunuel is, is uh, written and drawn by Fermin Solis. And, um, and then we're going to talk about Laid Back Camp, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I may have another title or two to tell you about, but it doesn't matter. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. And um, as a bonus, we might spend a little bit of time talking about uh, a book we've been reading together, actually also with my mom, um, lately. Yeah. Called Sal and Gabby. Yes, Break it's, the Universe. Yeah, Break the Universe. Sorry, sorry. Sa- it's Sal and Gabby Break the Universe. I wasn't telling you to break the universe. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are two books. It's a two-book series. Sadly, no more coming out, but there's Break mm-hmm. the Universe and Fix the Universe. Because yeah, my talk. mom said there's should be only two because, like, Break the Universe, Fix the Universe, what's left? Break the Universe again? Yeah, you pretty that, much. That doesn't work. You pretty much you, run through got, the cycle. Because if yeah. you've broken the universe, you can't break it again like with the same method because <laughs> well, then you already know how to fix it. <laughs> I don't know. We, so, we humans find a lot of ways to break the universe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, we'll talk about that as well as a bonus. That is a, um, a prose book uh, du- duology. Not, mm-hmm. <laughs> not a graphic novel. But hey, that would be a fun comic, wouldn't it? Yeah. Somebody out there. such a fun comic. Adapt Sal and Gabby. How about us? Let's do it right now. <laughs> right this second. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, all right, all right. Pause the Everybody, pause, please, pause, uh, pause, if uh, you wouldn't mind just holding on a second. Let me okay, get a pencil um, here. Here. Um, I'm starting to sketch some uh, storyboards and thumbnails, and uh, you draw, do you do the character designs okay. here. Okay, um, and that's okay. good. Draw, draw, draw. Okay. No, we're done. We're, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Coming out next week. Okay. <laughs> no, not really. Speaking of, I just want to check in about this with you. It is November, which is NaNoWriMo. National Novel Writing yes. Month. And last year, it was the first time you and I embarked on trying to do NaNoWriMo um, uh, together. I mean, just sort of encouraging each other, right? We were in the midst of the pandemic. It was very nice to uh, to have a goal and to try to write every day. And uh, 
rather than starting by asking you how is your NaNoWriMo going, I'll just start off by saying mine is terrible. I have not written <laughs> at all at all. Like, I think I've written about writing. You know, I have like a little journal where I complain yeah. about not having time to write. <laughs> but I haven't written. Have you done any creative writing lately? Um, I've... No. No? no? I, I wrote like two... Well, I do creative writing in school. Every um, writing class, we open mm -hmm. up with a creative writing. Yes. But that's only been going on for a little bit, and yes. it's not a whole NaNoWriMo. I'm yes. also writing um, fan fiction. Fan fiction, yes. For Wings of Fire. I did two paragraphs on that a couple days ago, but yep. that was a couple days ago, and I haven't done literally anything else. I think it's a really busy year for us. And, it is. Um, it is. But at least I squeezed two paragraphs in Yeah. There. Plus, we just drew a, a Sal and Gabby graphic novel just now in, in, a, in about 30 seconds. So. Yeah. So, that's great. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I think that um, being creative is like a, it's almost like a need, you know? It's, it's almost like, it's like exercise, you know? You cannot do it, but after a while, you start, at least your body starts to feel like, oh, I, need, I need to be creative. And um, yeah. you are my best reminder of the importance of that because you do make time to pursue your creative pursuits you don't let other things get in the way like um you know like getting distracted by things well i i tend to be like oh let me clean the whole house and do all <laughs> the errands and chores in the world before i can sit down and just kind of speaking like... of mm -hmm. i yeah. drew a cute picture uh -huh. of me as kate bishop and Dashel as Jeff, <laughs> which brings us full circle back Great to Great our, um, Jeff. Jeff the Land Shark, Jeff the and Land Shark. Um, into our new episode that immediately had my caught my attention. I have to share this with you guys. So adorable! It's just plus there's a reference that we th that our family absolutely loves. So I am pulling up my Marvel Unlimited app. Yep, it's issue 11. It's issue 11. And, you know, we can mention, I think, that we have come to be excited about Fridays because Fridays is kind of like Fun Comics Fridays yes. on Marvel Unlimited when they have been dropping every week the Jeff the Landshark yes. uh, in Infinity Comics. But, but, we did get a new issue this last uh, Friday, but there wasn't one the week before. Yeah. And kind of, kind of took an unannounced break. Um, it's just a, you know, it's a delightful but quick thing, so it wasn't, like, devastating, you know. It takes three minutes to read it. <laughs> well, and then maybe and another then, five minutes while you reread the whole entire series again. And then another ten minutes to just stare at all the pictures and how adorable yes, and, they are. Yes, and then screenshot them. And then, uh, <laughs> like, half an hour to draw it Right, because you always love to, to redraw Jeff as our bunny. So um, <laughs> So anyway, yes, the the um, Infinity comic skipped a week, but it came out. And what made you so delighted? Do you want to tell tell everybody what uh, what you saw immediately that just you know? Okay, right threw you off into the bat. Of, of awesome. Right off the bat. Okay, so we have this little house. <laughs> you know Snoopy. <laughs> But Snoopy is an adorable land shark, and he's way too big for the doghouse. <laughs> yes, indeed. Is that... that? And we are such big Peanuts fans, this family. Yes. So I immediately just, like, started shrieking and was like, oh, my God, Daddy, look at this. 
It's Jeff. It's Jeff. And Snoopy on our Jeff house. He's not a dog, so. And in this issue, uh, the you want to explain what happens in this issue? Yeah. So, um, well, first, go read it. <laughs> Get out of the car. We're going to spoil it, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, um, Kate Bishop makes this cute little Jeff house for him. And he goes and renovates it, and he drags out his little thing, and then he's he makes an adorable, cute little house, and it's it's really cute. Yes, it's really yes. cute. He's already like um. He turns his nose up at it at first and says, "I'm not staying in here until I can make it my own." And he he drags his and he brings his double dinosaur stuffy and his lockjaw stuffy. Yes, his, so and, cute. And a, and, a, and a turkey, I guess. <laughs> and a turkey, I guess. Yeah. And so Kate Bishop comes to check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he launches what I think is a flying kick at her butt. <laughs> <laughs> so she's stuck inside the house while he's sitting, chilling, drinking. I sure uh, hope Dash, our rabbit, does not follow his example <laughs> and uh, bonk your butt to knock you into the house. Um, it's adorable and fun, as Jeff always is. I think it's also kind of, um, kind of uh, fun to see this relationship <laughs> with kate bishop we watched the disney plus day yeah sort of marvel preview where we we saw the preview for um, the new hawkeye series coming mm-hmm. with um uh Haley seinfeld as uh as a what's her name yeah kate bishop. and it oh, would be good be i would be so delighted if she just had a little land shark stuffy yes Yes. Just a little stuffy that she hugged from time to time. Yes. Can we start that? Or like a little keychain on her backpack that she would just squeeze and play with and fidget uh, yeah. with all the time. We need to start the hashtag campaign. Uh, uh, MCU Jeff. Yes. <laughs> we need to see you, Jeff, in the MCU. Yes. Even a, even just a, a little Jeff nod, a little Jeff illusion would be nice, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, like you said, a little, little stuffed animal would be perfect. Or or you could go full Grogu on it, you know, just yeah, straight yeah, up just like, like the next episode, next series, the next season of Hawkeye is Kate Bishop uh, protecting Jeff the Land Shark from um, from uh, Moff Gideon. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> that uh, Jeff the Land Shark. Continue reading that on Marvel Unlimited. Want to talk about other things that you've been reading? Sure. All right. Shall we go to Frazzled? Sure. Okay. So Frazzled is a f- interesting title. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about what this book is like, what these this what the series is like, because what I see on the cover is um, sort of, you know, playful font, and you can hear in the names yeah. of the title, Frazzled, Everyday Disasters, and Impending Doom <laughs> by Bookie Vivat. Um, and then a very kind of very cute, uh, expressive, yeah, cartoonish, cartoonishly drawn, drawn. Uh, character. So tell me about Frazzled. I haven't read these. Oh, yeah. So um, it's about... A girl named Abby Wu, um, and she's, um, first of all, it's like a realistic fiction series. Mm, we love that. Yeah, so it's her going to middle school, mm-hmm. and um, like just just about her life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what, what's uh, unique about the point of view and the um, way that the story is told? 
Well, first of all, as we've mentioned before, it's like half comic, half book. There's mm-hmm. plenty of cute drawings, and then um, a lot of text. Kind of like um, if you've ever seen, not the full-on Big Nate comic books, but the ones that kind of have like text and pictures. Yeah. That was I the first if... thing that came to mind when I thought of kind of this format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the, um, what do you call it, the, the, the zombie one, the... Um... Oh, yeah, uh, a little bit. What, what, is it, what is it called? Last uh, Kids on Earth? Thank you. Last Kids on Earth is a little bit like yeah. this, too. It's like, it's, it's it's very comics inspired, I'd say. There's prose. But every page has like two or three, you know, yeah, drawings, illustrations or, or, or at even least, panels, right? Yeah, or, or at least diagram. just like funny font. Yes, yes, yeah. It, it, yeah. So much so that, you know, it's, it's just a lively page. Um, Last Kids on Earth, we talked about Ben Braver before. The, yeah. The, those Ben Braver books. Um, which have a little bit more like kind of actual panels of comics, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, so definitely fun. And then uh, even to some degree, the um, Invisible Emmy uh, uh, yeah. series uh, mm-hmm. by um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Invisible Emmy by Tyler. No, that's <laughs> the, uh, Invisible Emmy by what's her name. Uh, so this this one though is like we said, kind of Ill- like cart- comics inspired illustrated prose, right? And so she mm-hmm. is um, entering middle school. It seems really playful. It just seems really fun. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that these kinds of books that combine lots of illustrations, it's almost like a somebody's notebook, you know, where mm-hmm. there, there's there, it's full of doodles and imagination and visualized um, playfulness mm-hmm. side by side with the sort of storytelling. Yeah. I, I also like the voice of it, kind of. Mm, yeah, it feels um, kind of like light and um, light in a way because it's pretend, because she's kind of like really anxious all the time uh, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> like you can even tell from this face <laughs> that she makes half the time. <laughs> Which is kind of a oy kind of like face, a... right? Ooh, no. <laughs> yes, yes. Frequent use of the uh, crazy mouth. Very or... big, wiggly, <laughs> donut-like <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, like a wah face. Hmm. Yeah, I think that the um, I think the art's really fun, and I I really like it because I think she seems like a girl who's anxious about a lot of things. Yeah. But like you said, it's realistic fiction. It's very playful. It does, even though the the title is "Everyday Disasters and Impending Doom." Yeah. It's not like a dark book, right? Yeah, it's kind of funny how like worried and obsessed and stressed yes. she is. Yeah, and I think there's something actually really important about telling those kinds of stories because we all freak out, we all have anxieties, right? Mm-hmm. But if you sort of only take your anxieties seriously and you never almost yeah. make light of them in this mm-hmm. way then they kind of always can rule over you. Yeah. In a way, I wonder if this style of story helps kids to, like, be able to chuckle at their own anxieties a little bit. Yeah? Uh, I feel like this book is kind of like the word doom. <laughs> because doom is, like, doom, but it's also really fun to say. <laughs> right? Paradoxically, doom. 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 <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It, it is really fun to say. It's a terrible, you know, concept. Yeah. The end of all things or, or um, really, you know, the collapse of everything good. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> you know, 
the collapse of everything good. Yeah. But, it, but it's like it's like okay, let's let's pra- let's practice being super super serious. This is what this book is like. I'm really struggling. I feel a sense of doom. <laughs> <laughs> The laughter takes the edge off. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So this is the Frazzled series. Do you know if there's only three? Is this... I... Are these three the three? Actually, no. Okay. Well... But it's possible. Once more, Bookie Vivat um, Frazzled by from HarperCollins. All right. Let's take a pause and then we'll come right back. Okay? All right. And we're back. We're back. Well, we've talked about two of what the things I'm reading. How about something you're reading? Sure. Um, I'm reading this book by Jake Halpern and uh, Michael Sloan. That um, that's called Welcome to the New World. Um, it collects the something that was printed. I think the, I don't know if the whole story was printed in the New York Times. But it actually won a Pulitzer Prize, which is a mm. pretty big deal. It's like a journalism prize. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they um, they were interested in, kind of assigned as journalists, uh, this interesting project. You know, New York Times, the newspaper of record, yep. right? And they, um, but they said, what if you were to make a comic, you know, like a graphic um, journal, the comics journalism, like a graphic novel, almost like a strip? But yeah. show us what the life is like for um, a group of, a family of refugees, particularly the young people. I think they mm-hmm. wanted to document, like, what it's like for the kids. And so um, lots of people um, have to leave for various political or safety reasons, um, certain, certain countries in the Middle East. And so this family, the Aldabon family, is from Jordan, and they resettle in Connecticut. And so these journalists basically meet them. And it's tricky. You know, it's kind of tricky. Like, they're going to show their whole life, kind of. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to be there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I guess it's less weird than having, like, a bunch of cameras and a camera crew following you around. You know, just a couple of a couple of journalists who are watching mm-hmm. your life and, and seeing your experiences. But um, and it, they kind of follow them to, um, to meet the people who, who kind of help them to settle in. They follow them to school and, and, and as new immigrants what like what school is like for them you know mm-hmm. the kids are teenagers and so a lot of sorting things out like uh, what time they can do their prayers because they're muslim and like what clothes they wear and all that kind of stuff like what their hopes are in moving to america it kind of shows those things uh one interesting piece is that they actually um for their various reasons wind up um sort of landing in the united states on election day of 2016 so on the day that trump is elected which you remember what we were like on that day. We were, it was like, oh, like, gosh. Uh, oh, no. So why? it felt like catastrophe for sure. Doom. Doom. <laughs> so, so and, and, and it's interesting because what's one of the hard things about leaving their country is that um, grandma doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like such a huge thing for them to move, period. But then they, they're moving, and in a way they're leaving... Uh, the, the kids call her Yuma, you know. They're leaving Grandma behind, 
Mm-hmm. And when they finally get there to the United States, you know, they find out that Trump's been elected and grandma's texting like, okay, I'm never going to see you again, basically, <laughs> you know. So um, it's very dramatic. Um, but, yeah, it's so interesting. It, you know, some parts about it for me are very like, yeah, that's what the immigrant experience is like. That's what the refugee ex- experience is like. And there's even a part of me that's a little bit like, yeah, what's what's the big deal? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's uh, the Pulitzer Prize big deal about this? But it's totally because I, I get to work with immigrants. And so many aspects of this experience are, I think I take for granted, but it, it is really interesting. Um, this book was published by Metropolitan Books yeah, last year in 2020. So mm. I just picked it up in the library. I'm having a lot of fun reading it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. A little poll quote from R.J. Palacio. Do you remember who that is? The, the, mm. one, the oh. Wonder author? Yeah. One of my students is reading Wonder right now and is really into it. She's like, Michelle, I can't stop reading this book. <laughs> we have like 50 copies of Wonder in Ooh. our classroom. Like one time he just pulled back the whiteboard and there was at least like two shelves. You know, oh. it's like big behind the whiteboard teacher yeah, shelves. Yeah. Two shelves mm. half full of wonder you, should, you know what you should have said you should have said are there any rj palacio books in this class hmm i wonder, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> dad joke uh, <laughs> all right so um let's go to the next thing you're reading yeah okay how about let's talk about when fire <laughs> so you've actually talked about uh, Wings of Fire on the podcast before, but do you want to um, maybe tell us a little bit about your anticipation for book five? Why is it a big deal Kay. that December is going to see book five, Wings of Fire, the brightest night. orange? Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? I don't know, the orange juice, <laughs> the orange squeeze, <laughs> the orange ice, ice pop. Um, so book one is the Dragonette Prophecy, which the whole five books is the Dragonette Prophecy playing out, yeah. right? This whole arc. Book two is the Lost Air. Book three is the Hidden Kingdom. Book four, the Dark Secret. And book five, Brightest the, night. the orange. <laughs> Brightest night. So what's the big deal? So um, a couple things that are coming up in book five is the end of arc one. Yes. Which is very special. Very special. Um... It's very dramatic. We get a lot of good story and um, new characters. Speaking mm-hmm. of, um, one of the things I'm most excited to see is, uh, I won't spoil too much about it, but Queen Thorn and Kibli. Mm. Uh, Kibli is, I, I just did a whistle. You did, yeah. Jerry, yeah. I think we caught that on mic. It's recorded um, to posterity. Yep. Kibli <laughs> is the main character of book Ten, and mm-hmm. we get to meet him in um, book five, so hopefully we'll get a l- good look at him. little glimpse of graphic novel Kibley. I know. One of your favorite characters. Maybe your favorite. Favorite. Maybe my favorite character. Maybe the favoritest character of yours, of all the Wings of Fire. Now, you're alluding to book ten. For folks who might be confused, Wings of Fire is a series that's out in prose all the way up till book 14 just came out, right? 14 just... Uh, not quite just came out in march 15 right. is coming out in april why do i have to wait until april <laughs> okay i won't go into this rant, rant with you you have better things to do <laughs> so book 15 comes out next april which will be the end of the third arc every five books of yes. this series written by T. sutherland with a huge fan following look if folks you don't if you don't know what wings of fire is you're just not with it 
you're just not with it. No. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to any, you know, kids library that's uh, worth its salt and up to date or, or the kids section of a bookstore, you'll see tons of these Wings of Fire books because, yeah. man, the fans are, are, are rampant. It's really good. It's really good. Uh, yeah, uh, it's good. Especially so, the second arc. Yeah, yeah. Well, second arc's my favorite, I think. So, book five would see if they were following sort of everything from the from the the verse. I mean, the prose novels. They would it would see um, uh, Kibley mm-hmm. and Queen Thorn. And who, Queen Thorn. Who we haven't been able to see yet in the comics. Should be yep. interesting. Now, there's a sometimes what happens is you get a little build up you're super excited about something coming four books into this there's probably a lot of build-up for you um are you worried a little bit about disappointment like do you feel like you have to manage your expectations for book five or Mm, no based on the other books i know what i'm getting and i'm getting the exact same story i just want i just want a good look at the characters Mm. um better i bet there's some pretty good sunny pictures oh we get the whole um thing with ivy and leaf Mm-hmm. Which you'll know if you read Dragon Slayer. Read Dragon Slayer. It's my favorite of the Wings of Fires. Arguably the best. Read it. Read it. It's so good. Okay. Okay. I have to say, book four when I read the the graphic novel, which in our in our storied history of re, of reading with you, I don't. I think I've only been able to get through one of the actual novels with you. Like twice, maybe out <laughs> of the fourteen. I just, I just, I think I read all of book the of the Dragonette Prophecy. Yeah. And then I think we read like seven together or something. Or we read 12. fourteen. Fourteen, yeah, we With read fourteen. Mama. Yes. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. you caught a bunch of it just by listening oh, to my audiobook over my shoulder. Live and, in this house, um, and you will catch a also, lot of it. <laughs> Mom and I read it the whole thing together. Yes, yes, yes. When is book fifteen coming? But the the. <laughs> But mm, but the graphic oh novels God. have been a uh, very a fun way into the books. You had a, yeah. this idea, which is that um, the graphic novels are such a good um, entryway, right? Mm-hmm. For people who may be reluctant readers. But now is a good time to give those graphic novels to a kid. In fact, you could probably give it to them this holidays and just don't tell them the book five graphic yeah, novel yeah. is out. Because you had this great scheme where... Give them the first four. They want to know what happens next. You say, sorry, bud. <laughs> Gotta read the book book. And then, then they will force them to become readers yeah. of the book series, right? Mm-hmm. I think that was a great trick. Hey, as an English teacher, I'm all about great tricks to get kids to read more. Yep. But I, I do have to say, the comics are great in themselves. Yeah. We love Mike Holmes, or as I was about to call him, Mart Holmes. <laughs> but you really just have to wait... Um... One more year, and then hopefully um, book six graphic novel will be out, which does end on a cliffhanger, so there's okay. still hope. That's right. We can always sucker <sighs> them into reading the prose novels. But <laughs> I guess what I was trying about to say was you don't have to think of the, about the comics just as a um, teaser for the prose books. Yeah. But it is kind of a fun way to get kids reading mm-hmm. the prose books. Get, it into, get them into it. Yep. Yeah. I said kids. Also dads, <laughs> who can't seem to finish one of the books, give him the graphic novel, then he'll be into it, and then he can read the prose books. And Sean's. It worked on Sean. Yes, that's right. Shout My out, friend Sean. Shout out to Sean. Um, great. Anything more to say about Wings of Fire? Uh, no, just that it's awesome. Read it. Read the whole thing. And then by the time you're done, if you 
read slowish, like at a normal pace, not crazy fast like me, then maybe you'll be done with every single book by about the time when's fire book 15 i, I want to say that but that's probably not right by the way people in the future if you're listening to this me in the future just just deliver it back to me please please through time wanna, travel yeah i really because wanna by read it april we will have both book 15 and time travel yes okay <laughs> i just want to be clear what you're saying all right well um wings of fire oh yeah one more thing to add i i just um I think I've mentioned this before on the, the when we've talked on the podcast. Mike Holmes, or as I said earlier, Mart Holmes, <laughs> is also the artist of the Secret Coders series that yes. I've been reading in my class with my students. And I can tell you, I, I've Shout been out thinking. To daddy's students. That's right. <laughs> so I, I can tell you that uh, I, it's hard for me to picture two more different sort of genre contexts, right? Mm-hmm. Wings of Fire fantasy series with featuring dragons who are have their each have their own personality and look and you have to be able to distinguish them mm-hmm. apart from each other even though you know we're not dragons and we're not used to be able to you know tell one dragon from another dragon secret coders about a group of kids at like a boarding school kind type of, sci-fi. of place kind, kind a little bit a of sci yeah because it's computer science right more yeah a lot of just kind of like kid kids play and and he had to show a bunch of computer teaching stuff, coding teaching mm-hmm. stuff, which just what versatile talent Mart Holmes has. <laughs> I'm so impressed. I like him. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like, a, he reminds me of some of my comic artist um, heroes when I was a kid where I would read two different comics, not realize they were drawn by the same person, and then later realize it was the same person. And I would just be like, oh my gosh. Just like, whoa. This person's my favorite. You know, like I didn't even know. I just liked the comic. And then when I realized it was the same artist, I was like, okay, pretty cool. All right, great. And we're back. So let's briefly touch on these other two books that we wanted to talk about and then really get into Late Back Camp, okay? All right. Um, I can talk about Bunuel in the Labyrinth of the Turtle. <laughs> um, as I mentioned earlier, Luis Bunuel is a famous filmmaker. And um, he is a kind of filmmaker that's called a surrealist. Are you familiar with the word surreal? Nope. Uh, well, I know the word surreal, but... Oh, but surrealism as an artistic movement, not so familiar. Nope. Yeah. It, um, I, I'll put it this way. He had very vivid dreams all through his life, in, in, including in his childhood. And he actually started making movies very early on, even in before movies had uh, sound, like in the silent film era. Mm-hmm. And he kept making movies throughout, you know, the, the 40s and 50s and 60s and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. when... Um, when they first started making movies, of course, they were like, oh, cool, wow, we can have these moving pictures. And they tried to ha- started having, like, different kinds of stories on it and stuff like that. Yeah. And he started making movies that were just, like, wacky. Like, <laughs> they were basically, you know when you wake up from a dream and you go, oh, my gosh, that was so weird. And you start explaining it to, to me or to mom and we're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, like, what are you saying? What? That, <laughs> that makes no that sense. That makes no sense. There's no, that's a little bit what his movies were like, you know, which can be very disorienting to watch. But part of the reason that surrealist 
artists and, and filmmakers and things like that were doing that was to really kind of like shock and surprise our normal expectations of what it means to be polite, quote unquote, in our society. You know, it kind of like, like sometimes weirdness is really good to shake you up from thinking about like, oh, this is the way that things mm-hmm. must be. This is like normal, you know? Yeah. And uh, and so it was it was interesting. Anyway, this book is about him, and a um, and kind of a key point in his career when he decided to switch. He sort of switched styles, and he started sort of became the um, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 person who introduced a very different, like almost documentary style, to do this very realistic kind of movie. Hmm. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Kind of interesting, huh? Yeah. I don't know that we will ever watch a Luis Buñuel <laughs> movie together, but maybe. Maybe. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> well, let's talk about Manu. Yeah. Okay. So Manu, uh, it's it's actually exclamation double exclamation point, and then it's because it's in Spanish, it's the, the exclamation point before and after the word. Two of them. <laughs> um, Manu is by Kelly Fernandez. Actually, four in total. Right, exactly. Four exclamation points. Um, and uh, it is a book from Graphics that just came out uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it says it's a funny and heartwarming adventure about friendship, defying expectations, and finding your place. And I, I, like I said, I started it. You finished it. <laughs> Neither of us read the middle. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's, it's a quirky book. It seems like it's about um, a girl at a boarding school, a bunch of kids at a boarding school, but Manu has magical powers and is kind of always getting into trouble, a little bit mischievous. Um, What what can you say about this book? What do you think about it? Yeah, um, I think it was good. Um, It wasn't, like, my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit um, something I'm not used to. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Something. It, it's um, unlike uh, Frazzled. It wasn't realistic fiction. Definitely. And you, not. you, you, you definitely like those books that have that kind of voice that makes it feel like, oh, I can relate to the insides of this yeah. character. And Manu is a little bit more like a kind of magical realism where. It's uh speaks more from her actions, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because Coho's kids started playing around with the garage band. And so it's just like Yeah, yeah, but she's just scrolling along like, the garage band. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else you wanna say about Manu? No, I think we're good. So it was okay. It was just not exactly your favorite kind of story. Yep. Yeah, you prefer more realistic fiction, mm-hmm. like dragons who talk and uh, and become queens and it, live in dragons. It's realistic fiction <laughs> in its own way. You know, I read the books. You I see. Think, uh, no, I think what's I think what um, Wings of Fire has in common with Frazzled is even though it's about dragons and fantasy. You are not a fantasy fan, per se, before reading this series. I am series. a Wings of Fire fan. You are a Wings of and Fire fan. Wings of Fire fan. happens to be fantasy. It's that Wings of Fire uses a lot of that same sort of like very um, personality-driven voice 
heavy yeah. um, style to, to narrate like the way the dragons talk. Yeah. The, the, basically, it's a fantasy series where the, the dragons are the characters. The dragons are snarky teenagers. <laughs> the dragons are snarky teenagers. Exactly. So, <sighs> so uh, if dragons were snarky teenagers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what it should be called. Um, but um, what I like about Manu is I think it is unfamiliar. It's also um, like similar to what I was saying about the the Luis Buñuel <laughs> movies. It's like a little bit of weirdness, and I think that the discomfort uh, is is probably good. Yeah. You know, because it's a little bit like, huh, what's uh, what's this kid like? What's going on with this world? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, back to scrolling the <laughs> Okay, well, let's talk about Laid Back Camp. This is going to be our main focus feature. All right. All right. Laid Back Camp. Laid Back Camp. <laughs> now, I'm trying to make a theme song. There's actually an anime about this show, which I'm sure has a much cooler theme song than <laughs> Laid Back Camp. <laughs> but it... I did make a Jeff the Land Shark theme song when... Well, that's true. I remember. Um, but uh, in my headcanon, the, the theme song to Laid Back Camp is Laid Back Camp. <laughs> All right. Laid Back Camp is a 10-volume manga series by Afro, who it's actually very hard to find, uh, even on the internet, which seems to have everything. Uh, much information about Afro. I think they go by she, uh, he, uh, so I, I think it's a male-identifying mangaka but i'm not sure and beyond that not much not much really known about this this creator um published by yen press started coming out in japan i want to say four or five years ago but already been adapted into anime and 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 done quite well can i tell a little or maybe we can tell a little about how we landed on reading laid back camp yeah sure so we're always looking for good reading material and if you've listened to the podcast, you know, uh, co-host Kid and I are huge fans of Yatsuba and. Yes. And we're always kind of in pursuit of the next Yatsuba. Um, but our exploration of manga, like some of the stuff we were talking about earlier, some of it, like, we get it, but it just hasn't just not quite grabbed right. us. It doesn't sit quite right. Let's, uh, if you say it doesn't sit quite right, that sounds like it's like there's something wrong with it. No. No, no, it's not that. It's just like it just hasn't grabbed us, right? It hasn't mm-hmm. like we haven't fallen in love with it the way we did with Yatsuba. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like we're uncomfortable with. Not uncomfortable. Uh, well, awkward. <laughs> it's not like it seems wrong to us, right? It's just not, uh, you know, perfect fit. Yeah. So we're always searching around for something. So we've tried a couple of things. That have been like, ah, like we read the first volume, and we'll go, ah, <laughs> ah, that, that note in particular. <laughs> uh, just as an example, we tried Barakamon, mm-hmm. which was a little bit Yatsuba-like. A little bit. Seemed kind of pretty good. And then we read a little bit of Haikyuu, um, Naruto. Mm-hmm. Um, Spy Family is great. Yeah. We definitely were into Spy Family. That's that's pretty great manga. Um, and then there's other things that I just kind of know, like, oh, that's mostly hinged on violence. I'm guessing she stuck me into that, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, romance, and you're not super, like, oh, romance, mm-hmm. you know? So so something that's almost a similar note as Yatsuba or 
Azumanga, Azumanga Dayo, which yeah. is by the same creator, has been really hard to find. I think last night we found one. Yes. Yes? Yes. Right. So, so we read Cells at Work. No, I'm just kidding. That's not one. <laughs> <laughs> so we read Laid Back Camp. Tell, tell us about Laid Back Camp, what it's about. Um, so it's about um, this girl. Her name is Rin. Rin. Mm-hmm. And um, she go, like goes camping yes. on her own. On um, her own. Yeah, and she has like this little tent and this little foldable stove. Mm-hmm. And she meets this girl. She has a long name. I forgot what her name was. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I, I'm not good at remembering names. Yeah, that's okay. Um, but and she like after meeting Rin, she wants to go camping too, and so she joins this club with like two other members. Um. Outdoor Explorers Club. Yes. Yeah. So they kind of meet out in the campgrounds, um, the Rin and this other girl. They find out later that they actually go to the same school. Kind of yeah. surprised, right? And at this school, um, they end up. Uh, she ends up joining the Outdoor Explorers Club, which Rin is not part of, right? Yes. Because for Rin, um, camping is a very solitary activity like she she i think part it seems like part of the reason she likes going camping is she's kind of a um yeah maybe an introvert and really just likes being alone um yeah yeah so but the um the other one i think we're both in search of her name right now <laughs> we're trying to find her name or something is that what you're doing yes the other girl the other girl though who's very talkative so they when they meet out in the campground she's like Hey, how are you? You know, like, what's this? How do you do this? Oh, and then Rin is 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 um likes being alone, but she's not rude, right? She's yeah. You know, I can imagine in manga, <laughs> a character being rude in manga, like, but um she she's just more a little bit um uh you know maybe a little a little more awkward, not yeah. super super forthcoming, but but kind. So she offers her to to share some uh. Some of the curry ramen that she's cooking yeah. on this little foldable stove that she's brought out, and that's how they strike up a conversation. And and what's interesting is it's called laid back camp. Um, that's not an ironic title. It is pretty laid back. Right? I mean, yes. Pretty much, uh, they go camping, and then they talk about going camping, and then they find other people who want to go camping. And then they go camping. And then they prepare to go camping. <laughs> and then they go camping. And then they see views at the camps, and then they text each other. Yeah. And there's chapters about this. There's entire chapters that are basically like, pick a sleeping bag, you know, <laughs> or, <something laughs> like, or, or like uh, uh, options for tents. But it's so intriguing, right? Yeah. Like I feel like um, I if you told me that there was a manga about you know, some girls who camp, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, do they get chased by bears, <laughs> or? Like, is there a lot of, like, drama between them? And it's like, no. No. <laughs> uh, it's just gross. But, but you know, what, what, what do you like about this that made us kind of go, oh, yeah, let's keep going after we read the first, you know, two chapters or so? What, what are the virtues of this story for you? Uh, it's just really kind of light and fun and funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, um, not unlike Yatsuba. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a sort of everyday charm. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it also makes use of some, you know, we, we kind of downplayed how much, like, it's not like manga the way, like, Naruto is manga or, yeah. you know, like, One Piece is manga, like, all kinds of crazy stuff happening. Um, not so much like that other, um, a lot of those shonen series. But it does have things like when you see the characters from far away, they, they turn chibi and it's really cute. Yes. Or these little, uh, the, these little sight Especially gags. Rin. Yeah. When, whenever she's like not super up close, mm. her face, her mouth disappears. Mm-hmm. She has a little nose and then her eyes get really big and like have <laughs> these little highlights, uh-huh. really big highlights. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> like. Um, and then another thing that you notice, well, do you want to talk a little bit about some of the, like, landscape panorama pages, kind of in between the other more, like, panel-filled character interaction pages? Yeah, so a lot of times um, you, most of these are, like, um, close-ups of their faces, mm-hmm. of their bodies, of other characters, not always the main characters, mm-hmm. um, but... Or, like, some, like, things, objects around them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Every now and then we cut to, like, a really, really pretty um, scene of, like, because they're camping with mm-hmm. these great views. So we have mm-hmm. lots of different views of uh, Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just a lot of mountains, lakes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it it's that it's that alternating between the um, the very sort of um, social interaction, you know, like she says something, the other ones that feels a little bit awkward, the yeah. other one laughs, they break the tension. So all that like very human stuff mm-hmm. is going on between the characters, but then oftentimes it's on the way to or you know while they're at a campsite. Yeah. So there's lots of like these very lush pages of of like a panoramic scene of mm-hmm. you know like you said mount fuji or some other beautiful amazing view that they're that they're catching uh the art is great i really yeah, like this it's art really style cute. it's super solid and, and very cute and very um yeah i like the eyes yeah 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 there are certain kind of um manga eyes yeah definitely yeah, you know, we we talk a lot of times about a manga style, but there's actually many manga styles, yeah. right? I mean, but I think that there's something very clean and well put together about this. It does remind me a little bit in terms of the degree to which it's like kind of polished and the line is very clean uh, of of Guruhiru, you know, mm-hmm. and Inyatsuba is kind of like this too. Just like it's like that really nice, very um, very professional <laughs> feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Art. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just love that all this good manga stuff, you know, is, is basically the story is like, oh, we're going to go to the hot springs. Do you want to go? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to have be a club? <laughs> like, it's just, it's not super intense, but you just care about it. You kind of care about it. And it's, and it's, and there's also a lot of, um, almost instructional, like, here's how you prepare what foods you know yeah when you go camping uh yeah it's fun yeah it's really fun anything else to say about laid back camp no i think i'm good here okay 
Well, check out Laid Back Camp. Ten volumes of it. We've read the first two-ish. Um, I'm going to enjoy reading the rest of this with you. Yeah. Uh, by Afro from Yen Press. And um, and that's going to do it, I think, for our comics that we're talking about today. Yeah. Stick around if you want to. We can dive into Sal and, and Gabby. Yeah. Break and fix the universe. Okay? All right. All right. I, I don't know why I'm waving. You can't see me. <laughs> She's waving to the podcast. <laughs> All right. Bonus content. Bonus content. Wow, wow, wow. So we always like hearing what you've been reading lately. Um, what have you been reading lately? What else have you been reading lately? All right, so I know I I know this is called the comic syllabus, mm-hmm. but sometimes it can be the com- mostly comics and sometimes prose books and a little bit of video games and TV and movies and shows and why not? Whatever we're doing in our life, whatever awesome. we're whatever we're doing, whatever we're doing. So um, uh, tell me, so Sal and Gabby break the universe. Do you remember the author's name? Oh, I'll pull it up. Don't worry. Fernandez. We, yes, we just returned the library book, but we have it uh, checked out uh, digitally as well. I'll look it up again for the full name of the author. But um, tell us about what Sal and Gabby is about. So um, it's about uh, this boy named Salvador Vidon. And Salvador Vidon. Vidon. Very dramatic sounding name. He's a magician. <laughs> He's a kid magician. Um, yes. And actually can rip holes through the universe into other multiverses and pull Ooh. out chickens. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. He can rip holes into the universe. Yes. And pull out chickens from somewhere else in the multiverse. From the multiverse, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Gotcha. There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack here. Go ahead. <laughs> so say more, um, say more. <laughs> <laughs> so it was written by Carlos Hernandez. One feature of the book uh, that's just kind of peripheral to the story is that it is a from the line of Rick Riordan presents yes. novels, right? And if you didn't know, Rick Riordan is the author of the Percy Jackson series, um, all all three of them, and then series 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 How do you, what do you call multiple? Just what series, do you call right? multiple series? Are called series, yes. <laughs> yes. Series. Um, yeah, the Percy Jackson series is um, author Rick Riordan, who is who you've really enjoyed. Rick Reardon. You've read all the Rick Riordans, right? Yeah. Yes, but Rick Riordan presents is I think a chance for him to use his um, fame and Percy Jackson uh, popularity. Yeah. Percy Pop No. I'm sorry. Let's cut that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) A chance for Rick Reardon to use his popularity to um, really kind of shine the spotlight on other uh, writers. And I I like that he's really, you know, um, uh, using the Rick Reardon Presents um, line to introduce us to just very diverse, very, um, very, very fun uh, group of writers. Like we've liked a lot of the Rick Reardon Presents books, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, Sal and Gabby. So who's Gabby? <laughs> so Sal rips holes in the, holes in the, in the universe. We got that. Uh, Gabby is a girl, and they, they both go to the same school. It's called Kuleko. 
Um, Coleco Magnet School for the Arts, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think so. So it's a super fun school because, like, all the kids are super artsy. Yeah, like, they they said, like, they walk into the courtyard and half the people are in costumes, like, super cool cosplay, <laughs> like, Halloween times a million. Yeah, we did. Ha- Halloween times quality. Right, times quality. We did read it and feel a little bit like, oh, if there was only a Kuleko here that you could I know. Go to. I was like, I want to go to Kuleko from middle school. You're like, I'm sorry, that's not an option. <laughs> um, but And then Gabby, you're going yeah. to get us. So uh, she's the editor of the school paper. Um, she's like kind of kind of like reporterish, like when she talks. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Straight talking, fast talking. Yeah. Yes. And she can see the holes he rips in the universes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and pulls out chickens from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And eventually she learns to pull out chickens, too. <laughs> not not necessarily chickens, by the way. He can pull Other things out as well. <laughs> other things as well. It's not a strictly chicken-based yes. power. <laughs> no, no. Uh. It's not like I can reach into all the possible universes out there in the world the multiverse, but I can only pull out chickens. <laughs> I feel like that's season two of What If. See, yes. Season one, the spoiler alert, climax was like Ultron. Uh, season two will be chickens. chicken puller. The new Marvel villain, chicken puller. Will the watcher stop the chicken puller? <laughs> so um, the other thing about um, Sal and Gabby Break the Universe that I think is worth mentioning is it's a first-person narrative. And Sal narrates the story, and he is it. It is just such a fun, yeah, book, right? It's mm-hmm. sort of like jokes, you know, a joke, ten jokes a minute, um, very fast paced. Everything is kind of very clever, and just fun, just a fun prose. Like that when you hear, like mm-hmm. listening to Sal is like telling the story is like listening to a really funny kid, yeah. you know, with a great creative imagination. Just tell, spin a great yarn. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's a very fun, uh, very fun read. Except not me, because I would include a little detail that I wanted to build on and then completely forget it by the end of the story. <laughs> you mean if you were the yeah, narrator? Yeah, if I was telling a story. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he goes on some tangents, yes. but they're very intentional. You can see, you can tell that Carlos Hernandez, the author, is very in command of this uh kid who's well i would not be you would well you you might be i think you 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 that's what editing is for (laughs) okay i think we're done here i guess okay thanks for listening everybody all right okay bye